listening to the Art of Fulfillment podcast. We interview the world's most fulfilled people to share with you the strategies, techniques, and ideas that can help you master your own art of fulfillment. Life isn't about external success. It's all about fulfillment. Or in other words, how you feel about yourself when you are by yourself. All right, guys, today's guest is the host of the JRP Daily Podcast, a podcast all about learning. And the topics are really vast and they span all the way across from entrepreneurship, personal development, uh, becoming better, interviews with the world's most successful people such as Andy Frisella and David Meltzer. And he also has solo cast episodes where he shares what he's learned along his journey of personal development and growth. And what's also really cool is that as I'm recording this right now, he will have posted every single day for 365 days straight. So that level of commitment is absolutely awesome. It's one of the reasons why I got so excited to talk with him and I actually had the opportunity to be in one of those 365 episodes. It was really recent, um, so if you go to his page and check it out, you'll see it. But nonetheless, this kid is awesome. He's passionate, he's really curious about life, and he's just always interested about learning more and that's what fulfills him in life. All right, so with further ado, I'd like to introduce to the Art of Fulfillment podcast, Justin Phillips. Welcome to the show, Justin. I'm very, very excited to be here, as I was just telling you a little bit about pre-recording, that I don't get to be the guest on podcast insanely often, despite being behind the mic pretty much every second of my life, so thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, of course, man, and I love that you said every second of my life, because it's almost literal, because... <laughs> For those of you listening, uh, Justin basically has a podcast called JRP Daily, and he's put out an episode every single day for how many days now? Uh, very close to a year now. We're coming up on that mark. It's, it's less than two weeks away from 365, so it's been 354 days, let's say. Let's ballpark it at that, something like that, but yeah, it's been a lot oh of days. Oh my gosh. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. <laughs> I definitely want to ask about that part, but first and foremost, I mean, the you started this podcast and, and you're really loving doing it and you're just, you know, so excited and passionate about the topics that you speak about on it. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show because uh, what we love to have on are people who like genuinely love what they do and they're fulfilled every single day from it. So for Absolutely. you, why did you start up this podcast and how did you, how did you really find podcasting as a way to uh, be fulfilled in your life and see it as something that's going to fulfill you every single day? Well, that is a question with a lot of answers, actually. So I guess basically the best way for me to put it is to go back to the beginning a little bit. Um, I went to college. And <laughs> when I went to college, I, I had, you know, part-time jobs in retail on and off in college. And I didn't work during the school year. I worked summers and winter breaks, basically. And uh, there, I liked having money. And I stopped getting money during those, those four months to semesters at a time, you know, and I was like, I want to find some way to make just a little bit of extra money. Like I wasn't, I, I, I'm, I'm used to not having, you know, oodles of money coming in mm -hmm. for just from where I was born and raised. So it didn't have to be like a whole paycheck, but I just wanted to, you know, when my friends at college wanted to go out to eat or something, I wanted to be able to afford to. So I start, I, I just delved deep into the realms of make money online bullshit and affiliate marketing and drop shipping and all this other stuff. And, you know, I call it bullshit because a lot of it is, but it's definitely all good stuff. It's just 
really coded down at this point with a lot of people trying to play that game of buy my course and you know do my thing and be an affiliate for my affiliate pro i don't know it's all this it's all just like nonsense at this point but anyway i got into the that whole world and that kind of snowballed into me being into entrepreneurship and starting to think about wanting to actually run some sort of business but like most people i had no idea what the fuck i would do so but I started, I started really taking in the content. I started watching a lot of YouTube videos on affiliate marketing people. I started watching other things on just entrepreneurship, yada, 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 yada. And I got really into Instagram. And I started trying to grow an Instagram page. And it was going pretty well for a while. But I felt like it was taking up too much of my time for not as much as what I was getting out of it. But I had like one of those infographic pages. I mean, my page now is still the same account. I don't post the, post the same content, but if you like scroll all the way down to the bottom, you'll see all the infographics mm-hmm. I used to make. And um, I don't know, at some point I just got tired of playing like the clickbaity, controversial, flashy game and wanted to start actually doing something. But somewhere in the mix of all this, uh, especially through Instagram, I'm going to get to this in a second, I found a man named Andy Frisella. And mm-hmm. his podcast, the MF CEO Project, which I'm sure at least some of your listeners have heard of, or maybe all of them, because it is like the number one business podcast on the charts. But, um, and, and I just, that got me really into podcasting. I don't know where it came from. I don't know why I just suddenly wanted to listen to a podcast, but I listened to the first episode of MF CEO and I was like, holy fuck, this is what I listen to in the car now. Like, no questions asked. And I got really into it that way. And then eventually I got wrapped up into ClickFunnels. And Mm. through ClickFunnels, I did the One Funnel Away Challenge, which was just the whole thing Russell Brunson put on, which really did help me in the long run. It was a hundred bucks to join it. He still runs it. And he put you basically through this 30-day challenge that I don't even know what the end result was really supposed to be, but it was supposed to help you. But anyway, part of his challenge was to uh, like day 17 or something of his challenge was uh, start creating content. And his challenge was to pick a medium of content creation, uh, which he broke down into live streaming, podcasting, and blogging, you know, mm-hmm. writing audio and video. And so I chose podcasting because I was kind of, at that point, I did not want to be in front of a camera. And especially I didn't want to do live stuff. Cause I don't know, something about, I, it just wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, I kind of wanted to do the blogging, but the writing takes time. And, I, and then you also, I had to go through all the, the WordPress and all that stuff of like hosting a blog and having somewhere to put it and optimizing it and all the search engine stuff. So I was like, maybe I'll start a podcast because it's like doing a blog, but it's a lot more time efficient because I can speak a hell of a lot faster than I can write. Mm -hmm. So I started one because Russell Brunson in his challenge introduced anchor.fm, which has become like the most magical tool in the universe. That's, both really elevated the podcasting industry and like completely obliterated it at the same time because it saturated it, but it also gave the good ones the opportunity to do it. But anyway, I got on Anchor, found out it was super fucking easy to get a podcast out on like every platform. And um, I've always been a really disciplined and really committed person at everything I did. So, you know, if you were to ask me, like, did I think I'd actually follow through with doing a whole year every day in a row the answer really would have just been like we'll see you know we'll see what happens because like I perfectly knew I was capable of doing it I just I didn't know if I'd get sick of it and if I do get sick of it I usually drop it I'm not 
I'm not a quitter by any means, any stretch of the imagination, but I also know when something's not working for me. You know, that's kind of what I did with Instagram when I got off the infographics is that I went through it a little bit too long because I, I kept telling myself I can't quit. Right. But then after a real long time, I was like, I'm actually wasting my time with this. Mm-hmm. So I, there's, there's no reason to pursue, you know, all of that because I was gaining followers and followers and followers to, to no end though. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. any type of a means to an end. I was just like, what, what, okay. So I wake up tomorrow morning, I have 70,000 followers on Instagram, but what the fuck does that do for me? Right. Nothing. I was like, I'd rather stick at my 3000 and start something where I'm actually going to get to talk to really interesting people and something where that's going to open doors for me, something that's going to teach me new skills like the video and audio editing. And then we'll probably get into this in a second, but that then snowballed into me making, you know, doing editing for work for other people and putting money in my pocket. So I'm much happier with the, with the 3000 followers and the extra, you know, thousand bucks a month than I would be with the hundred thousand followers and just trying to find time every day to make posts. Right. No, I love that, man. I really love that you said that, how, you know, you, you look at things and you're saying, is this worth my time? Is it not? Because I feel you, man, like I'm in the same fucking boat where it's like, for me, like I value not being uh, weak and not giving up on something. And so like, there's a difference between giving up on something because you're being weak. And then there's a difference uh, between quote unquote, giving up on something because it's just not working for you. And the latter is always something that you should be looking at every single day in your life. Because like you said, you're like, you know, you wanted to, you know, become an entrepreneur and all those things. You're saying, what's going to get me there? Is it, is the podcast going to get me there? Is the Instagram going to get me there? And Instagram got you there. And (laughs) I know how you're saying like podcasting is, um, you know, a medium for you to start entrepreneurship, to start your own side income. And I think those things are amazing. I think everybody should really go out and try some sort of entrepreneurship journey. I shouldn't say everybody, but I think most people should, even right. if you have a full-time job, because having two streams of income is very important. But on this show, you know, we're all about like fulfillment. And from the topics that you speak about in your podcast episodes, it really seems like there's another underlying meaning behind why you're doing these podcasts. So like, do you have like, you know, like what, what is the message that you're trying to show to people? And then how did you, why are you inspired to share that message? I should say. So I'm not going to lie. A lot of my podcast has been me asking myself that question since day one and not knowing the answer and working my way through it. And, and that's why, like, if you go back and listen to my podcast, the theme of it has like kind of shifted. It's kind of pivoted over time. I wouldn't say it's really changed or who I am hasn't really changed, but it's, it's made a little bit of a shift because I started it because I needed an idea, right? I started it as entrepreneurship business, like kind of more tactical stuff. And then it, somewhere along the lines, it evolved into more of like a perspective providing, looking at life type of thing. And that's actually a couple days ago. Um, I, I don't, I, I really don't plan my podcast, especially my solo cast, like a lot. I'll get home. It'll be like seven o'clock at night. I'll be like, fuck, I got to make an episode for tomorrow. What am I going to talk about? And like the first thing that pops in my head is usually what goes. Mm-hmm. And, and then I just talk about it and I just, I just keep going, which people, if they haven't already found that out about me, just from this episode alone, I can just, I can just keep trucking. And, and I wasn't like that before I started, by the way, but after I started podcasting for a while. 
I've found out how to just like tie things together in my head and keep a conversation going forever. But, um, and now I'm off track. But yeah, so when you ask me what the purpose of it, a few days ago, I was literally talking to myself on my show. And I think I came to the realization that what I really want to do is provide what I just said. Like the keyword is perspective to mm-hmm. me. I want people, I don't want to tell anybody how to live their life. I don't want to tell anybody that I'm living it better than them. I don't want to tell people that there's a right way and there's a wrong way, but I want everybody to get it through their freaking head that every aspect of their life has another angle, has another lens to look at it through. Everything, whether it's, you know, I always break everything down into health, wealth, and relationships, but when it comes to your finances, when it comes to your love life, when it comes to everything, there's always multiple other sides to the story and not even other sides to the story, but just different ways to look at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So a lot, of, a lot of my episodes will just be something that happened to me that day that I think needs to be talked about. And sometimes I'll disagree with myself on the show because I'll think the same thing that the general public thinks, but then I'll intentionally and consciously think, well, what's the other side of this? Mm. You know what I mean? And then I'll make my podcast about that. Like say I'm having a shitty day at work because my my boss came in and yelled at all of us for something stupid. I don't know. And I'll, I'll, I'll make an episode that night about leadership and not just like how to be a great leader, so on and so forth. But be like, this is what's happening. Here's another way that it could be happening. Maybe this will work. So I think it's all about perspective is what it actually comes down to is my goal. Oh, for sure. I love that, man. Yeah. That's, and that's a good one to have because, you know, one quote that totally changed my life and the way that I kind of see (laughs) life in general is that, it's not the facts that usually fuck with us and really get us like totally fucked up. It's our perception of the facts that gets yes. us fucked up because the way that I like to explain it is always like, think about two people, right? And they're going to fly yeah. in an airplane. One person is fucking terrified of airplanes because their perception of flying is it's dangerous. The other person is up, is their perception of flying is it's safe, it's comfortable, it's whatever. They're on the plane. Same event happens where turbulence hits mm-hmm. and the plane jolts up and down. Same exact event. One of them is going to freak the fuck out that the one that's really just looking at planes like they're dangerous. And the other one's going to fucking sit there and just be like, Oh, whatever. It's just turbulence. Same exact event, different perception led to a different reaction. I think that what you're trying to do uh, by, by really pushing that message is so important because nowadays um, it's, and I get it because I don't want to like throw stones because I've totally been in this situation (laughs) before but it can be so easy to play the victim card. It can be so yes. easy to say, my life <laughs> is fucking with me. And my life is basic. Like life is just, you know, stacking the cards against me, which, yeah. may, which may be fucking true. Like, don't get right. me wrong. That might be true. But it's how you're going to see that situation like you yes. said and how you're going to essentially take that over. So my question to you is, you know, one thing that you said that I thought was awesome was you ask yourself, you said, hey, is there, what's the other side of this argument or what's the other side of this like perception? So for you, how do you manage your perceptions better in order to see, you know, the, the, the negative shit in, in, a, in a better light in a way that's going to serve you and to, um, you know, see things that, you know, maybe you haven't seen before that is going to move your life forward? Um. I don't know if this is an oversimplified answer, but I just, I keep an open mind. Like that's, that's something I've learned through watching the people that I watch through reading the books that I read. Um, I keep an open mind. And the, another funny thing about me, I was actually talking to my mother about this beforehand is that like, if you met me in high school, 
I was like the opposite person. Mm-hmm. Like I was a very closed-minded person. Yeah, I was like an emotionless, not really emotionless per se, but I was I was kind of perceived as that guy. Like I just I never got super overexcited about anything. When I say overexcited, I don't mean just in a good way, but I never got devastated by anything. Like like nothing just amplified anything out of right. me. But now I've kind of just shifted into this more open-minded person. Once I started seeing reasons to actually be open-minded, and once I started getting introduced, honestly, to people that know how to fucking persuade you mm-hmm. and that know how to win friends and influence people, right? Right, exactly. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I would just say keep an open mind to everything. And um, I was also very pessimistic growing up. Like I was just mm. a pessimistic person and I owned that. And now I've become, I've become more optimistic. I always, I, I always have and still do consider myself a realist. But it was always in a more pessimistic kind of light. Now it's in a little bit more of an optimistic light and kind of a pessimistic way. It's really hard to explain. But um, yeah, I just kind of opened my eyes to the idea that maybe maybe the cards aren't stacked against me, like you said. Maybe maybe I just don't understand what's going on. If you could accept the fact that you don't understand everything, that'll really help you open up your mind. Mm. And it's like maybe there's a different... Maybe there's something I'm not understanding too. Um, I'm going to plug him real quick because... I it just it's ringing in my head right now after what you just said but I listen to a lot of Ed Milet yeah and Ed Milet is like the best guy to listen to for this kind of stuff and um he one of the things he says time and time again in his podcast is that it's not about the events that happen in our life but it's about the meaning that we attach to those events that happen and like that was you know that kind of busted my mind out of the shackles a little bit after I, I heard him say that over and over and over again and this whole this whole concept that everything in your life happens for you yep. and not to you mm-hmm. you know even the most drastic devastating things in your life sometimes they can happen for you and not to you you know and uh i i'm trying to think of an example off the top of my head but it's just sometimes really bad shit happens but especially if you're someone that has faith um i do have faith to an extent but i'm not i'm not really religious mm-hmm. i'm mostly agnostic but I do believe, I, I don't know, I have some sort of faith. We don't need to get, to, we get into that conversation. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that you kind of have to put your faith into something, and whether it's the universe or God or whatever, then that, so it's happening for a reason, right? Yeah. Like you're not dead. So that's probably a good sign. And maybe this is happening for you. And if you can train yourself to think about why could this be a good thing for me, then you'll start you'll start to believe it for one thing and then you'll start to actually kind of change your behavior around what is going to work out best for you mm. in the long run you know what i mean so like yeah and it's just things can, one thing can always you know lead to another and it's so weird for me to think about that but i think about all the time how life kind of happens in a series of moments right yeah. and if you if you were to freeze time and like take one moment out of your life, anywhere in your life, or even just switch two of them around, it would just completely fucking change everything that happens after it. Mm-hmm. Like that, there's a movie about that once. I don't even know what it was because <laughs> watching like middle school and I didn't didn't pay attention. But it, they like took people back in time, and this guy like left a footprint on the earth like a million years ago, and it just like destroyed the fucking future <laughs> from like, a little footprint or something. But it's weird because that's how it works. Like, it's just weird how everything lines up like that. Right. And you have to think that everything happens. I don't want to say for a reason, because then people go looking for the reason. But 
everything happens for you. Like there's always going to be something more to come mm-hmm. out of everything. Oh, I love that. It's one of like my favorite messages of all time. And and one thing that I always think about too, is like you said, like literally anything, no matter how bad it is, you can always see it as something that's for you. And the example that I always like to give, and usually people in my life who have come to me and they've been like, oh, I had this tragic, like tragic event that's happened. And really like they were tragic events. Like I've had people, you know, who have come up to me and said, Hey, like, you know, my parents are going through a divorce. Like my dad cheated on my mom. Or like, I've had people who come up and say, Hey, like, I lost a loved one or so on and so forth, or yeah. I don't know, I went through a disease, whatever it is. I always say you can use that, use your experience of going through that to help someone else later down the road who's going to go through the same thing. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I always love. Like, I mean, look at uh, Victor Frankel. I mean, he basically, in Man Search for Meeting, for, we bring this book up all the time in the podcast, <laughs> um, but basically like do went through was a four or five concentration camps and throughout the entire time he basically was knowing that he was going to have a purpose and him going through the suffering was going to help him basically get out of that situation so he can tell other people that he was able to control his perception in a way that was going to see him live and basically he said that was the difference between the people who lived and the people who died those who died right. had a bad perception about the event. Those who lived had a joyous like not joyous but they had a they had faith like you said faith in yeah. the future and so i don't want to give too much away because i said just go read the book it's he does <laughs> way more justice than i do but one thing that i also want to unpack from what you said is that you you have to train your brain to be open-minded and i yeah. i feel like when you said this before which i love when everyone says this kind of stuff is that you were pessimistic before and you were closed-minded and then you turn into someone who is more optimistic and more open-minded and i love transformations mm-hmm. like that so how how did you train your brain? And I know you kind of touched on this a little bit there, but like, right. what, are, what are the actual like tactics that you've done? And then how, like, can, can other people do the same thing? Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I, this is the oldest way to put it in the book, but I, I do believe that I'm nothing special. So if I can do it, anybody yes. else in the world can do it. Um, something I just thought about, uh, you want a tactic to learn how to train your brain to do anything, not just become more open-minded. But the first thing I think everybody in the world, including myself, needs to learn how to do better. I'm not saying you can't do it or you are doing it or whatever, but you can improve this, is think for yourself. Mm -hmm. It is like one of my biggest pet peeves when people are too influenced by their parents, their best friends, their significant other, their cat. I don't care what it is. Like people, there are people that don't like to think for themselves on this planet. So if you if you want to become more open-minded, stop. I'll never say to not take in what other people say. Like you should listen to other people. I mean, that's part of how I got here was listening to other people, Mm -hmm. but you shouldn't, there shouldn't be like this vault in your head that all of the outside information just goes straight into and then you close it and lock it up. Like there should be a filter Mm -hmm. and you should be like, does what this person's saying make sense? Mm -hmm. Uh, so that, that's, my, that's, like, that's my number one when you're talking about tactics is like make, make sure that your thoughts are your thoughts at the end of the day. Make sure you don't just take, again, what your mom said, what your dad said, what your aunt said, what your favorite motivational speaker said, whatever. Like have your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two was just on the tip of my tongue and I totally forget what I was about to say. But, uh, wow, I really lost it. Uh, it'll come back to me in a second, I promise. But I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> at the yeah at the end of the day when it comes to training your own brain you know it is it is about 
absorbing content and absorbing it with an open mind. And I guess the question is how to become more open-minded. But I think if you just, you just kind of keep trying, you keep experimenting with it, eventually you're going to be put in front of that person that just has a way of resonating mm-hmm. with you in a different way. You know, it's almost, it's, I, I almost want to make an analogy to music, right? Because some music just hits us. You know right. what I mean? It just, it just, it makes us feel different. I'm a huge music nerd too, by the way, which I've mm-hmm. probably told you in the past, but just mm-hmm. for some reference, I know a lot about it, but you know, so, and, so, and for some people, and it's different per person, right? Some people might get really touched by, I, I don't know, Eminem for some reason, and other people might get really into Dirk Bentley mm-hmm. in terms of actually resonating with their songs. And it's, it's just, it's the same thing with opening your mind and being motivated is that some people are going to really like what this person's saying. You know, the people for me that opened my mind were really Andy Frisella and uh, Alex Becker, actually, who I don't talk a ton about anymore, but he's one of them too. Because once you find that one thing, it starts to grow, mm-hmm. right? Um, I was like everybody else. I was put in front of Gary Vee at a certain point and I was like, what? what's up with this dude, right? Like, what the, I don't want to listen to him. And now he's just, you know, goals basically, but, right. you know, but like just getting, getting myself in front of the MF CEO project, honestly, led to, uh, led to me eventually finding out about Grant Cardone, Gary V and my And then those guys led to Tom Billu, Lewis Howes, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Joel Marion, like, uh, and it just, it just keeps stacking. You know, it's like once it's it's like they're your mind is like floodgates. You know, they can be closed right now, but once they open, they're open. Yeah, and they don't go back. Yeah, <laughs> and everything just comes out. So I think I think that's kind of what happened to me. And I guess another thing that just popped in my head that I'll add on to that is, if you want your mind to open up more to the possibilities that are in front of you, the opportunities that are in front of you. I wish there was a better way for me to put it, but do something that could make that manifest itself. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a big part of the reason my mind has opened so much is because ever since I started doing my podcast, I've talked to people that if you asked me a year ago, if I'd ever have the chance to talk to them, I would have been like, no fucking way. Right. And I talked to them three, four months into my podcast. One of them being Andy Frisella. You know, he was like my, my big idol inspiration to do the whole thing. So I was like, what the hell? I'll try to get a hold of him. And it took me two or three months to get in front of the people that got me in front of him. But long story short, I did it, you know? And now the other thing, big thing that happened to me recently that I talk about a lot is that I recently went to a concert of my favorite band, uh, Home Free, which like nobody has ever heard of, but they're my favorite ever. They're an acapella country group. It's super nerd music. But I love it so much. But anyway, I've been following them for a crazy long time. Uh, I've been to three of their concerts now. And they always do a like, a like a social media promo at their concerts, basically, where they just run a contest where if you take a picture of them and post it to social media and tag them in it, they pick a winner to, uh, to meet them backstage. And we went to a concert. My dad actually posted the photo and kind of put just a spiel in there about how I dropped out of school and I'm living at home now helping with other personal things I don't really want to get into on this but I'm doing all that and how I'm chasing my dream doing my own podcast was part of the post and lo and behold 
the ending to the story is pretty predictable. We won the backstage passes and now, so I like, I was backstage, you know, all me and two of my friends and my dad and literally my favorite band on the planet is now my wallpaper on my phone and my computer and everything. So it's just like, it just seems like ever since I started doing this shit, things started happening. You know what I mean? And get, don't get me wrong. Bad, bad shit has happened too because of it. Right. But it's, it's like what outweighs what? And also it's a matter of me taking the bad shit that has happened and flipping that script in my head Mm -hmm. and being like, this happened for a reason. And this isn't set in stone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's a way to turn things around all the time. There's a way to turn good things into bad and bad things into good. And if you just kind of make a conscious awareness of which direction you're heading in, you know, it's ultimately your choice. Right. I'm a big person of choice too. I, I pissed a lot of people off in my life, lost friends over the fact that I would just tell them that they have a choice in every situation of their life. And people don't think like that and they should, but it right. is what it is. Right. And it kind of goes back to that victim mindset kind of thing, right? It's like, they're like, oh, like I didn't have a choice like when X, Y, and yeah. Z happened to me. Yes, true. True. You didn't have a choice for that thing to happen to you, but you always have a choice of how you respond and react. Yes. Now, right. You know, it's the nail it, on the head there. Right. Exactly. And it's not, again, I'm not blaming people because the brain will do whatever it takes to just rationalize, like, you know, like, basically rationalize the crazy shit that's happening in your life because it wants you to be safe and, and like literally putting yourself in the fire or in bad situations and looking at them and being like, I'm going to keep going through this or I'm going to keep pushing through. Like your brain is, is going to fucking freak out about that because it's going to say <laughs> this is gonna be painful and it's true. It is going to be painful, but you have to override that message in the brain and be like, no, I'm going to choose to see this the right way. I'm going to keep going through the mud. I'm going to keep going through the shit because on the other side is fulfillment. On the other side is happiness. On the other side is fucking success. It's, it's all those things. And I think, like you said, man, I love the way that you put it. It just takes a conscious effort to be like, yes, I have a choice. And it's how I react. Like, and, I, and I love that so much. And so like my, my kind of question to you, like the kind of segue of that into uh, kind of like your podcasting thing is I can imagine that the brain's going to come in and at least i don't know your brain might be different but i know for me at least like even just doing a podcast once a week there's probably some fucking days where you're like doing this daily podcast where you probably just don't want to fucking do it right and you or or like life happens and there's this crazy schedule that basically is trying to do whatever it takes to not let you have that podcast out but you literally put a podcast out every single day so how do how do you personally maintain that discipline to essentially say, fuck you, brain, if your brain starts <laughs> acting like an asshole and tries to get you not to do it, or when life just totally tries to derail in your plans. How do you stay on the mark and get those episodes out? Yeah. Um, that's, that's almost a tough question to answer. I'll, I'll, I'll start by saying, like I said at the beginning of this, I've always been just naturally a little bit more headstrong and determined of a person than the average Joe, hey, oh yeah, your name is Joe. I totally forgot about that. I am average. Too. I will you, say you that, are yeah. the average Joe. But I, no, I'm literally like, the average. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like I've always been a little bit more relentless about everything and just achieving it and disciplined and like I've I've, I've always I think people are missing this part of their brain that says like <laughs> that says you can do it mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. like this is a possible outcome or maybe not even missing that part of their brain, but it's kind of like cloaked 
in a little bit of a way and they have to they have to uncloak it and I've, I've always just had that and like i could bring up the stupidest little examples all the time i i'll actually i'll, I'll bring up this story which is kind of weird and probably going to get a lot of people to click away from the episode but um <laughs> My grandmother used to tell me about this all the time. So I was like this as a kid too, and like back farther than I can even remember as a kid. And uh, she told me this one time. We went to our high school's football field because she just used to take me and my cousin there to just like fucking run around and be kids, right? Right. And you know, you've, you've got the goalpost, right? And they have like you know, like the cushion that goes around yeah. the the bottom part of the goalpost. Um, I was a puny. MFR as a kid like I was so tiny <laughs> and uh but and my cousin was pretty normal sized for his age but for some reason us being kids you know we liked we, we got the idea to climb up on the padding that goes around the goalpost and just like try to stand on top of it basically we weren't even trying to get like to the top of the goalpost or something fucking wild like that right and, and I'm saying we're probably like six seven eight years old at this time and um and the fact of the matter was, like, he was a normal-sized boy, so he just kind of fucking did it, and I couldn't, because when I was six years old, I was probably, like, two feet tall and 20 pounds or something, but <laughs> but, but I just, I, I wouldn't go home that day until I got to the top of that fucking thing, and lo and behold, eventually I did, mm. you know? and it's just, it was just things like that. I've always been that kind of person. I just, for some reason, my brain has never had that, that little bitch voice part of it that said like oh you failed 998 times maybe it's time to stop i'm like what no i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do it this time and just i i just keep going i just keep going i don't stop uh i don't quit necessarily which brings us kind of back to what i was saying earlier it's not like i've never quit anything in my life but when i do it's like i have to make an effort to quit things whereas most people have to make an effort to keep going right i have to make an effort to quit Mm. because my natural instinct is to just keep going honestly i think sometimes to be completely honest with you i've had those days with my podcast where i was like laying in bed at 10 o'clock at night and i was like maybe i just won't do it but like i just if if i just turn everything off my body gets up and i do it like that's just mm. what happens i would have to try harder to tell myself to not do it Especially when you get in this deep, like I have like two weeks left. If I fucking missed tomorrow, you know how much of a whirlwind that would send me into. Oh knowing, yeah. You know, can you imagine if you got to day seventy three of seventy five hard and fucking ate a French fry or something? And right. It, like it would be a nightmare. Yeah. So, you know, as far as how I've done it every day, I mean, I've always, always been a time management person too. I, I feel like I have millions of hours in a day like i really do i like days feel so long to me compared mm. to everybody else that's just like oh there's not enough time in the day i'm like you have so much fucking time in the day it is ridiculous mm. and um so it's like my my solo casts at this point are 10 to 20 minutes long you know it doesn't take a lot i'm not going overboard i'm not holding myself to too many standards for the podcast um really the standard is do it every day Right. You know, one or two of my episodes have been like two minutes long and they've been me like really groggy, like dreary voice at 11.58 p.m. being like, all right, everybody, uh, I, I, I've got nothing to talk about. I'm super fucking tired. I might fall asleep at the mic, but you know what I said? I was doing this every day. So 
I'm just going to tell you something real quick and then I'm going to go to bed and like that's the <laughs> whole episode. But it, it, it happens, you know, at the end of the day, I've still done one every day. It's given me a lot of content to work with. And, um, you know, that being said too, I've attached it to something afterwards because after I get done with it, you know, I'm not going to be done with it. I'm going to be done uploading episodes every day, but I'm, my plan is to go back through, pick out some of my best content. Um, I'm actually going to write a book using everything that I've said oh, nice. over the course of the podcast. So I think it's really, it's really like put me on the field, you know, it was kind of my, my version. Like if you, if you make an analogy to swimming, you know, it was kind of me putting myself, you know, in the middle of the lake and having to get back you know in a certain type of way it was just i was like this will set some sort of foundation and now now i have a year's worth of substantial content that i could you know how much instagram videos i could make out of the podcasts that i've done yeah you know i could make like three or four of of them out of each one which is easily over a thousand pieces of content that i could make and like i said i could write a book and i can I can reference back to it when people ask me questions and all that kind of stuff. So I think just really knowing that there is a reason to do it and just telling myself that I was going to do it are ultimately what has kept me doing it because I, I don't, I don't quit on things unless I see a reason to, which I have to like actively seek out a reason to. And, and yeah, that wraps, that wraps that up. Yeah, no. And I love that. I love how you said like, one of the reasons why you do it is because you said that you did it. And one of the things that I'm really big on and I've talked on other podcasts about, and even my own podcast is that if you say you're going to do something, fucking do it. Like yes. not, not just because, you know, you might let other people down or, you know, you, whatever you, you might not get like progressing in the goal, but you build credibility with yourself because you know that if you tell yourself, I'm going to fucking do it, you're, if you have done that in the past and been true to yourself, you're going to fucking follow through on it. And yes. I love that because like for you, you're like, fuck it, man. I made it through 268 days, whatever. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying flashback to whatever 268 right, 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 was right. for you. And then 269 comes up for you and you have all the shit. And you said like it's 1155. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to fucking get this done. And you believe yeah. it. Whereas like there's yeah. someone who, or I don't know, who says, I'm going to start dieting tomorrow, but maybe they have like a really bad habit of just not following through deep down the, your brain's going to be like, no, you're fucking not. You're not going to start dieting tomorrow. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like think about all this other time you said you're going to do yeah. it and you didn't do it. And then subconsciously you self-sabotage yourself because yes. you're, you're not going to uh, believe in yourself on a subconscious right. level. So like right. doing all that stuff, and I'm sure that you built it through that. Yes. Uh, which is absolutely phenomenal. And, and you, convince, you, you convince yourself of these things all the time too, mm-hmm. right? That's another thing is that you don't realize it. It's a subconscious, maybe even an unconscious thing. But if you, I, I talk a lot about habits too, because I like to put it that way as opposed to, <coughs> as opposed to like behaviors or anything like that. It, it's habits. Like these yeah. things are instilled in you. And sure. because, because I think it does help that I've been that way my whole life or else I don't think I would have made it through this podcast because there have been days doing the podcast where while I'm thinking to myself, why should I really do another episode? I think of that story that I just told you about of me climbing the fucking goalposts back when I was seven years old. And it's like, it's because it's part of who I am. You know, mm. I'm, I, I, I said I was going to do it, so I'm going to do it. 
right. know, and I, I don't necessarily follow that to everything. I'm not saying I've followed through with every single thing I've tried to do, but it's for the most part, you know, especially if I told myself I'm going to do it, then I'm going to fucking do it. Right. And like I said, unless I actively seek out and find a reason to stop and replace it with something better, because that was another thing I did with Instagram is that I didn't stop Instagram until I found out that I was enjoying podcasting a lot more and that it was providing me with more of a return, both in terms of money and in terms of knowledge and information and fulfillment. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, this is working better. So I'm going to throw my I'm going to throw my eggs into this basket now. I kind of move my eggs, you know, when it comes to like the don't put all your eggs in one basket. I kind of move my eggs from basket to basket one at a time. Mm -hmm. So because I do believe that shiny object syndrome is something that kind of is detrimental to new entrepreneurs or new Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you might be doing. But at the same time, I think when you tell people to not have shiny object syndrome, I think that causes them to go all in on something that's not working. And like the point Mm -hmm. isn't just go all in. It's go all in on something that's working. So especially if you're young or if you can just afford to in terms of your health and your finances, like I think there's nothing wrong with probing and feeling out what works for you. And to me, it was this podcast. And like I said, it's opened up so many opportunities for me in ways that people don't even think of in terms of me getting guests, in terms of me making connections, in terms of me, you know, doing work for others, helping other people with their podcasts, uh, finding something I had no idea I was going to love so much because like who the fuck knew what a podcast was four years ago, right? Right. And so like these new things pop up and that, that all just, that all goes into one big pot for me, but, and bottom line, you know, the, and I know I also another side of me always being this like determined little brat as a kid is that I love the feeling of I told you so as much of a dick as that makes me sound like I love that feeling and everybody does like let's not pussyfoot around the fact that everybody loves that feeling for sure and you know because I was I couldn't swim. I, I couldn't do anything until I was like 12 for some reason. And, but it, I, I just, I always got there, right? I, I learned to swim super late in life. I learned to ride a bike super late, as opposed to normal kids, right? Like I learned to tie my shoes super late in life. But I think at some point along that line is why I became that person that fe- started piecing together in my head. Like I put try, I put effort into this over and over and over and over, I eventually get that result. You know, I have, I have other instances in my life where I saw that the impossible was actually possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took karate lessons when I was a kid. I was really into that, actually. And the only reason I stopped was because we got flooded at my old house and I moved too far away from the studio that I went to mm. and I never followed through with that. But I took karate lessons when I was a kid and I was really fucking good at it uh, to just be blunt about it. And I remember this sounds like the most unbelievable story ever, but uh, I don't know if this is the way it works at all of them either or whatnot. But basically, you know, we had white, orange, green, uh, red and black, I think was the hierarchy of the belts uh, where I went. And when I was a white belt, 
Um, I, I knew I was good. I was pretty self-aware as like a nine-year-old kid or whatever I was that I was pretty good at it. And you had to test out for all these new belts. You know, there was like a specific night. It was like you were testing for this next level. And I was a white belt and I was going for my test for orange belt. And I remember thinking to myself in my head, like on the way there, I didn't tell any because it just sounded like the most ridiculous thing. But I was like, if it were possible, I feel like I could just imagine my my sensei, my instructor coming up to me tonight and like surprising me by like whipping a green belt out and being like, congratulations, you're so fucking good. You skipped a belt. And I like in my head, I knew I was being like an arrogant little prick to a certain extent. (laughs) And then the wild thing is, is that that's exactly what happened. I went to test for my orange belt. And uh, he just he just kind of did that probably part of a way to just, you know, throw all the parents in that for a loop, too, and just be like, wow, look at this cool thing that happened tonight. But yeah, he, he would like at the end of the night after all the testing was done and he tallied up his papers and we all like watched Drake and Josh in another room or something. Um, he comes down. That's like this mini little ceremonious thing. Uh, you know, he'll grab your new color of belt and like hold it behind his back and, you know, give you like the whole like blah, 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 you know, Justin, you've been doing good up to this point, yada, yada, yada. I now promote you to whatever belt. And I just remember I was going for orange and green was the next one up. And I saw that green come out from behind his back. And I was like, what the hell just happened? Like that was, (laughs) that was probably the best example I can think of in my life of a vision, like a far-fetched vision just appearing in front of me, like Mm -hmm. completely unprecedented. Cause I, I had no expectation for that. It was just like a little corny thing I thought of in my head on the way there. I was like, it's like, you know what? I'm pretty fucking good. You know, I think he should just give me a green bill. And then he did. And I was like, I didn't even know this was possible. Right. But here we go. <laughs> right. So. Exactly. Yeah. I, it, it, it's, it's almost weird. And like, I'm, I'm not personally the biggest believer in the law of attraction, but there is, I think there is a good place in it. Like you just said, like, yeah. I think, when you can train your brain to look for opportunities, like they'll be there more. And, and who knows, like maybe if you had that or not, like who knows if that would have determined whether or not you got the green belt or not, but like kind of going back to your points before, which I thought were awesome, where you're saying you're like, when I started to go on my own path and I started to, you know, start this podcast and chase my goals, like life started to become better for me. And like, I think it's just like a matter of just being so clear on what you want and having the choice to see things in a certain way that you create your environment around you to make things happen for you. Right. So like, I think that, that Greenbelt story is like pretty funny too. Cause I've, I've heard similar kind of stories about like the law of attraction like that too. But even so, like, even if things aren't going to like be handed to you like that, you're going to, if you have the goal and the vision, you're likely going to put yourself in situations that are going to bring you closer to it. Like you're going to start right. taking the action more and you just start getting closer. And I like, I love that's what you're doing with the podcast. And I love that's what you're all about. And I think that's so cool, man. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really like, there's so much that I still want to continue <laughs> to go into you with the podcast, but we're unfortunately coming to the end. Yeah. would love to have you on again in the future too, to, to unpack yeah. more of this stuff. But uh, before I ask my last question here, where can our listeners find you? Can they find uh, the JRP Daily podcast, all your stuff, uh, if they are interested in diving more into your world and, and really seeing what you're up to after, that, after this? Yes. Okay. So let me try to remember everything. Uh, the podcast, first and foremost, 
wherever the hell you're listening to this right now. Yeah. I'm on there too. Just look up JRP Daily. It'll be there. I'm the only one. It's not a very common name for a podcast. Um, and, you know, if you need to find it, go to anchor.fm slash JRP Daily. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, um, YouTube. YouTube is actually a big one that I'm trying to get kind of moving here. And it's, it's full disclosure, not going as well as I want it to be. But on YouTube, uh, my channel is Justin RP, mm-hmm. which you should be able to find just by looking it up, just like everything else. And on on Instagram, it's at JRP Daily at the moment, and I'll probably change it because I have a bad habit of doing that every so often. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Instagram's at JRP Daily. Uh, I believe that Twitter is at JJustinRP. So if you just go around on all the social medias and look up either JRP Daily or Justin RP, which is like on my hat right here, mm-hmm. which I guess people, I guess this is audio only, so people can't see it, but you can. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you look up J Justin RP is usually my handle or JRP Daily. Awesome. And like my Facebook page is Justin RP. Um, I know someone is going to find me like my personal Facebook. Um, that's the one. That's the one place I keep relatively closed is adding people as friends on Facebook. If you want to connect with me on Facebook, I have the page. Use it. I'd appreciate it. And you'll get more of my relevant content from there anyway. If you follow me on my personal Facebook, you'll just see random videos I share of dogs and stuff. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else. But it's mainly, it's mainly the YouTube and the podcast that I would appreciate. The, uh, the the real help on and the subscribes and stuff like that. So like I said, YouTube is Justin RP and the podcast is JRP Daily. Awesome, awesome. Yes, thank you, man. Appreciate that. And to everyone listening, I totally encourage you to check out his podcast. He's had guests like Andy Frisella and someone who rhymes with Schmo Morcion on there. I can't really think. <laughs> it's me, spoiler alert. But he's had some great guests on there, and he's also got some great solo cast content that I think you guys really enjoy and really dig into a lot. Uh, if you're a fan of this podcast, you will definitely be a fan of JRP Daily. So go check out his content and wherever you so consume your content now all right justin for my last question here what does fulfillment mean to you and what fulfills you in life oh man i feel like you're going to be disappointed in my answers when it comes to fulfillment never man um yeah so fulfillment fulfillment is something i'm definitely still trying to figure out exactly how i define it because you could probably ask me the question again in a week and i'll be like well i tweaked it a little bit but I think more often about what fulfillment is not, and you and I have talked about this before, and it's, it's, somewhere, it's somewhere involved with, but not in happiness and success. And uh, I ask myself, myself, yeah, myself <laughs> a lot of questions about fulfillment. And one of those big questions is, are we ever fulfilled? Like, I don't know if that's a thing that we get to, but to me, uh, the... As, as just cliche as this is to say now, it's all about the pursuit of fulfillment. And yes. I, I love I love chasing after it. And I during the beginning of my journey, I was telling myself all the time, and I'm going to be totally honest, I didn't know if it was true that I, I loved the game or I loved the pursuit or however you want to put it. And just because of a lot of things that have happened recently, I full and full believe that I love the pursuit of pretty much everything that mm-hmm. I try to do. So 
in order for me to be fulfilled, what does it take? I have no idea. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Maybe the answer to what is fulfillment is exactly what I need to be fulfilled, which would be kind of ironic. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's an important element to not count out and to actually think about every once in a while. You know what I mean? And ask yourself, are you happy? Are you satisfied? I think satisfied is the next closest thing to fulfilled probably. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess we can we can tie it into your why the elusive why that everybody talks about now and uh, are you are you satisfying your why or even your why not not as many people are talking about start with why not mm-hmm. i might have to write a knockoff of simon sinek's book there and <laughs> call it why, start with why not but you know in every situation i've been in in life uh, i've basically asked myself why and why not and weighed my options and went with what ultimately came to be you know just like with my podcast that's almost a you know the full year now is you know people people have told me frankly more people have told me to stop doing the podcast and they have like encouraged it on and in that case why and why not are kind of the same question but it's just like why am i doing it why would i not do it you know you formulate a bunch of stuff and I guess what I'm doing it. So right. that that tells you what I came up with. So, you know, I try to I try to focus on fulfillment both in the short term and the long term too. We a lot of people now are talking about short term and long term, but they kind of talk about it like short term is somehow bad. I don't think it is. I think it's just bad if you forget about the long term mm-hmm. by being so wrapped up in the short term. But, you know, I have I gave myself an obligation, I'll even call it, to do a podcast every day for a year straight. And that obligation will be fulfilled actually by the time that this episode airs. So that's, I guess that's my answer. I love it. I love it, man. And yeah, no, I love how you're saying, you know, you're still figuring out and still tweaking it. Cause again, I say this all the time. It's the art of fulfillment. It's not like a science. There's no like one shot answer. And I think, yes, it's like fulfillment theory. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It, It really is. And, and I think fulfillment ebbs and flows and, uh, you know, I, I think it's something that like in Jeremiah, who we both know and who've had on yeah. both of our podcasts have basically, he says, what fulfills you at one point in your life might not fulfill you at another point in your life. You know? So like, exactly, it's something that's always molding. I love how you're a perfect example of that. And I love how you're also just sitting there and you like, yeah, I really just don't know. And I think that's, <laughs> I think it's a strength. I mean, I really do. When, when people are able to say, I don't know, like I'm still looking, that's a strength because if you really didn't know, but you just said, Oh, I think it's this. then it's like, it's ingenuine. And, and, and you try to like be someone who you're not. So I, I just want to applaud you for being yourself and being honest and being open and, and for being on this podcast, man, it was a real pleasure having you. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, man, I, I, I encourage everyone again, just to listen to, to his show, but, uh, Justin, man, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Like I said, that really means a lot. It's really good. I've been just applying to all these podcasts all over the place and nobody seems to want me. I can't figure out why, but Hey man, I really, I really do appreciate you uh, having me on and I really appreciate being asked things every once in a while. Um, even once on my own podcast, I made my co-host interview me because I just want, I just wanted to let answers out instead of questions for once. So yeah, it's been really fun. And I, I know hands down, this isn't going to be the last time we talk. So for sure, man, I'm not even going to try to try to like, 
pull you in any more than I already have. <laughs> For sure, man. I love it. I love it. All right, guys. Well, if you are as fired up as I am after this episode, I want you to write your notes down. If you haven't, if you're in the car, like go back, listen to it, uh, take action on the things that you've learned here, because I always say knowledge is not power. It's potential power. You have to put it into practice, implement it and actually see that change in there. And yeah, if you guys can hit review and write a little small review, I'd really appreciate that. It's just my little, uh, kind of just, you know, way to, to help support the podcast and get this message out there because we really want to spread, uh, the whole idea of the art of fulfillment out there. And we'll see you guys next Wednesday. And you can find us at Instagram at Art Fulfillment. You can find me on Instagram at Joe Corsione. And until then, my friends, create a life that fulfills you. And I'll see you next Wednesday. Take care.